Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Possibly be good enough or clean enough. You know, a lot, a lot of times that's the hindrance. The enemy tries to convince the individual that, you know, you got to get this straightened out before you can be right with God. You got to get that taken care of. You, you need to stop doing that before God will accept you. You need to start doing this before God would possibly let you be part of his family. Listen, you can't do any of that until he gives you a new heart. And he's not gonna give you a new heart until you say to him, please give me a new heart, I need a new heart. Many people are under the impression that they need to get their lives in order before they can come to God, before they can be accepted. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us just how ridiculous that is. There's nothing we can do to get in God's good grace. He's already accomplished everything you need to accept salvation. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The second one that he gives here is a person, they're initially receptive and even get all excited about it. That's one thing, by the way, that it always makes me nervous. You know, when somebody, when they first accept the Lord and they're just super excited and because what I've noticed is at least sometimes it turns out to be like this. More often than not, unfortunately, the excitement is really short-lived. And as soon as it gets hard, they give up persecution comes, whatever, and they're done. The third one, they begin to put down some roots and grow, but not for long because there are too many distractions, too many little gods competing for the place of preeminence. And you know what? I mean, man, that, that's convicting. That's one that I read that and I'm like, oh, gee, Lord, protect me from that one. Because we live in an age where there are so many things competing for our devotion. I mean, not that it wasn't true 2,000 years ago. I, I think it was. They were, comfort meant something different to them than it does to us, granted. But to have a comfortable life was still something they wanted, right? To be educated, to have an education meant something different to them than it does to us, but it was still a priority. Having a quote-unquote financial security, which, by the way, is an illusion from the pit of hell, in my opinion. Subject for another day. No such thing as financial security. He says they just choke these 
other little gods choke the life out of that person. Luke, again, Luke said it like this, verse 14 of Luke chapter 8, the ones that fell among the thorns are those when they've heard, they go out and they're choked with cares, they're choked with riches, pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. Then the last one, the fourth scenario, a genuine heart transformation. And I'm going to quote Luke again, verse 15 of Luke chapter 8. It says, the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. And that word patience, maybe a, a more accurate way for us to understand it would be endurance or perseverance. And they persevere in producing fruit. And the fruit is different in every life, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Not everybody's going to be as fruitful as Billy Graham or Luis Palau or Greg Laurie or, or whatever, but every Christian is going to bear fruit because the, the living Word of God, God speaking through Isaiah tells us it always accomplishes what He sends it for to accomplish. It's always going to bear fruit. People are going to look at you being obedient to the one command that Jesus gave us to go and love others as he's loved us, and they're going to say, I want some of that. Somebody. Now, granted, most people, most people are going to say, oh, whatever, or their priorities are going to push that out of consideration, or initially they get excited about it, and then it gets hard, and they say, oh, shoot, I tried that. Like a guy said to me, long time ago. I'll never forget it. He was coming to the church when we were down on Washington Avenue. Hadn't seen him for a while. One day I bumped into him. He said, you know, I tried Christianity, but it's just too hard. Here's the beautiful part. Those first three scenarios don't have to be permanent. And sometimes we read this and we think it's, it's like a permanent decision, right? Somebody like that guy that I just described, you know, well, I mean, he tried Christianity already. It didn't work for him, so I guess that's that. Well, no, it's not. Not necessarily. You know how I know that? Peter, he's one example. He was profile number two, if you will. He was all excited and enthusiastic. Jesus, they may all turn their backs on you, but I, not me. I mean, I'm, and, and what did Jesus say to him? You're going to deny you even know me before the rooster crows. Matter of fact, you're going to do it three times before tomorrow morning. And he did. Things got hard. Peter fell away. But not permanently, right? Not permanently. The Apostle Paul. I mean, we've, we've already talked about him. Initially, apparently, he was completely indifferent. He's like, Whatever. Some goofball carpenter from Nazareth claiming to be the Messiah. Another one. But then God gave him a new heart. Do you understand? That's, that's the key to the whole thing. That's the key to the whole thing. God gives people new hearts. I grew up hearing this message week after week after week after week. I thought I understood it. And then as a young man, I came to the conclusion, it's all bogus. It's foolishness. It doesn't work. I'm not going to church anymore. I don't want to hear about that stuff anymore. It's all a lie. And I decided I was just going to get, do whatever it took to get wealthy. It's like whatever's going to buy me happiness, whatever's going to, you know, it's, I, I'm just, I'm going for the money. 
And I focused on that for a little while. That didn't work either. And then one day, Jesus gave me a new heart. He gave me the opportunity to turn away from everything else and give him my full and undivided attention. Give him my full and undivided allegiance. And see, what I find is, is that there, there, there's that moment in a person's life. You know, it's like, okay, there's got to be more than, than what I've experienced. There's, there's got to be more than just this. And in that moment, they have the opportunity to just surrender or continue living that circular exercise in futility. And the person that says, okay, I see it. You're God. I messed up. Please help me. He recreates them on the inside. He gives them a new heart. He gives them a nice, soft, fertile receptacle for his word. It's a gift. You can't possibly be good enough or clean enough. You know, a lot, a lot of times that's the hindrance. The enemy tries to convince the individual that, you know, you got to get this straightened out before you can be right with God. You got to get that taken care of. You, you need to stop doing that before God will accept you. You need to start doing this before God would possibly let you be part of his family. Listen, you can't do any of that until he gives you a new heart. And he's not going to give you a new heart until you say to him, please give me a new heart. I need a new heart. He sent his son to die on a cross to make it possible for him to honor that request from anybody. You can't fix anything about who you are, the condition of your heart, but, but he is willing. The Bible tells us more than once he's eager to make you a new person, to give you a new heart if you just acknowledge that you need one. We're singing about God doing miracles. He'll do a miracle inside you. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please. 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.